Welcome everyone to episode 407 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic is going to be our Smash Bros. Ultimate Character Wishlist. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of characters out there that I think would be really good for Smash Bros. Ultimate. And seeing as how characters like Cloud and Bayonetta and uh, more recently Joker from, from Persona have made it into the game, like, why not? Why not, uh, you know, dream up some, some awesome characters that could go really well in, in Smash Brothers, so. I kind of think uh, the door is open for just about anybody. I yeah. really think anybody can really get in at this point. Yeah, I mean, Solid Snake, like, come on. That, that... <laughs> well, when me and Corey streamed Diablo on yesterday, I think oh. it was yesterday, we actually had a conversation about uh, characters that we think we can get in. We were talking about... Um, even characters like Corey suggested Commander Shepard, and I said no. And I, I said, that that's number two on my list. <laughs> we'll but, save the but, conversation. Yeah, we'll save. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about it when 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 we start the episode. So, <laughs> yes, that he is on my list. That's, he that's he and or she, but I'll I'll explain it when we get there. Actually, really um, funny. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's our main topic. Will do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Oh man. Um... Yeah, I'll be talking more Hollow Knight. I'm not going to give too many thoughts on it, though, because I suggested to Dan off uh, podcast if we could do a retrospective on the game uh, where we kind of recap it, because I don't think that uh, that game actually ever got an episode. I remember Corey played it and talked about it, and then you and I played it and talked about it, but I kind of want to do more of a deep dive, but that'll be coming a little bit later because I want Dan to play more of it. Uh Um, That, I'll be talking about a little purchase I made. Um some other things that I've been doing. Like, I watched a speed run all the way through. I watched two speed runs all the way through the last couple of days on Twitch because I haven't really felt like watching anything. I've just kind of felt like watching people play games, so I'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, speed runs are fascinating. Wait, I'll tell you the two games. One game you'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The other one, you'll when I explain it, you'll be kind of... Sub- one, I'll tell you, it's Diablo 2 and Final Fantasy Tactics, and the Tactics one was fascinating. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, the only thing I have to tease is, oh, I played, uh, SteamWorld Quest. Uh, okay. A fair amount of that. We will be doing an episode next week, so I'll just give my, my first impressions of it, uh, during what we played. And then we are going to be, after the episode, we, we recorded, last night we recorded our, after the episode, Game of Thrones recap for, uh, Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. So, that will be plugged in at the end of this episode, after the, after the outro credits, uh, just like every week, and and it's already up on YouTube. If you'd rather watch the video, um, it's me and my wife and and Corey again talking about that. So uh, that's there. Um, I don't think of anything else I want to tease. So let's get into the episode. So Will, go ahead. Who's your first character uh, that you want to see in Smash Brothers Ultimate? So my first one, and I have talked about wanting him in the game, and that is the ghost from Hollow Knight, and that's the character you play as. I I don't really know what his actual name is, but Hornet calls him the ghost, so uh, I will call him the ghost as well. Um, But your main character from from Hollow Knight, and I think this would be an amazing character to add to the game for a couple of reasons, because 
when we get to the Commander Shepard argument, like people want Commander Shepard and Master Chief and stuff like that. When I look at those characters, I don't think of Nintendo in any way, shape, or form. Never been on any Nintendo consoles, so on and so forth. Hollow Knight, the only console it launched on was on the Switch. So it has that tie, and I think that would be a big boon for indie games to get a character like that. Um, not to not to correct you, but I believe Mass Effect 2 and 3 are on the Wii U. Really? Yeah. At the very least, 3 is on the Wii U. I'm going to look Actually, that up right, right now, but I'm almost you, positive. I think you're right, because I want to say on this very podcast, we've laughed at that saying, <laughs> oh, it was the third one, because we said who in their minds would buy just, Mass Effect just 3. Just buy Mass Effect 3, straight up, yeah. Wii U. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that would be a really cool character, and I think there's a lot of potential for the moveset. Like, there's a lot of cool abilities that you get in Hollow Knight the deeper you go into the game, and there'd be a lot of... Like, I think the Hollow Knight character is an adorable-looking character, too. Um, he can fit in perfectly. He can be a little bit taller than Pichu. And, you know, I just think there's a lot of potential there. And I'm full aboard the Team Cherry hype train with everything they're doing right now. So yeah. uh, my I would say my most wanted is the ghost from Hollow Knight. Cool. So um, I didn't put mine in any particular order. Um, I just kind of plopped them on a list. So... Uh, my first one, and like you talked about with Hollow Knight, my my first one on my list was Cuphead and or Mugman from Cuphead. Okay, uh, they're actually the two characters. I put Cuphead and the Hollow Knight character on the 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 image for the episode that's going to be on the YouTube thumbnail and stuff. So, uh, because I knew you were going to say that, uh, so yep. that's not a surprise. So we'll get those two out of the way <laughs> right off the bat. Um, but I think Cuphead and, and Mugman are a good fit. They just came to the Nintendo Switch. Um, you know, they're fighting characters they have jump moves and 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 all these different weapons that you can equip on them that would you know easily translate into into smash brothers i think it would be really cool uh, especially if they could kind of keep the art style that it is uh, and almost make it look like a two two-dimensional character and like a more three-dimensional looking i know it's only 2d but you there know. there is a precedent with that with game and watch so game and watch exactly it would be it, that... it would look like that definitely it can be done yep um, so I thought that would that would that would be a, a good fit. So I actually also have Cuphead. I okay. think Cuphead would be a huge, a really cool character. Also, once again, that kind of ties into my argument for why I think the Ghost should be. And it'd be huge for indie games to get a character like Cuphead in. I think that would be a, a really cool and unex, unexpected move for Nintendo to do that. Yeah, definitely. I'm almost tempted to get Cuphead again just because I liked it a lot. It just it wasn't convenient to play it on the PC, but. I, the switch just makes everything that much more convenient to play so that's oh my god topic, yeah but uh anywho we got who we got next will next i have sora from kingdom hearts i think this one out of everything every single character on probably both our lists i think this one's the most likely of actually happening yeah i could see that if you told me nintendo is going to do a direct tomorrow and sora will be the character they announce i would not be surprised i think uh there's even been rumors of Sora potentially even being in the game. It's just uh, with Kingdom Hearts, it's very fantasy-like. It's got that Disney tie. I don't know. I just associate it like with something Nintendo would do. Uh, they're going, it seems to be the route of third-party characters. And I think, you know, with Cloud making it, yeah. Sora just seems like a natural fit to be able yep, to be added in. Square Enix, so... Yep, Square yeah. Enix. That's, uh, they've already worked together. I had Sora on my list, too, actually. So yeah. I think it would be really cool to have Sora in there it's, it's with a, maybe it's like it's final final smash if they can get it with Donald Duck and Goofy. Oh, that would be fantastic. 
Yeah, it'd be cool, right? It'd be very cool. So, uh, I have Sora. Yeah, that's okay. my, my next one. So next on my list is Commander Shepard. It would be the default Commander Shepard and or default Fem Shep, as they call it. Um, I don't know. I would just love to see Commander Shepard in Smash Brothers. I would be, I'd be, that would be the most shocking move ever. It would probably have to be the, uh, what's the, oh, Biotics. It would probably have to be the Biotic version, mm. only because I think you would have to use the Biotic jumps and stuff to be able to make, you know, Commander Shepard jump as high as some of the, uh, some of the the Smash characters. Um, yeah. But I don't know. You could you could make it a mix of the different different classes. You know, I don't know. I think it would I think it would be sweet. Yeah, I mean, really, there's. I don't think there the play style of Shepard was ever. They have a canon version of that. I think it. You know, like there's no yeah, like he's an know. infiltrator. He's a right. biotic. He's a blah 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 blah. So you really could do anything you wanted with that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought That's... that would be. That would be a, an, an interesting fit, especially if, you know, if 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 uh, EA wants to, like, kind of get hype back around around Mass Effect, that would be a good way of doing it mm. is, is putting Commander. Sh- I mean, I know Commander Shepard's done and gone, gone, and there's not going to be anything more Commander Shepard related in Mass Effect. But uh, I think that would be awesome. So to kind of recap the conversation that Corey mm. and I had on Tuesday, um, what I thought. So he said he wanted commander shepherd and i was like man i don't know if i would like that and he said why and i told him i was like so when i look at it a lot of the characters that have been added usually have ties to nintendo even if it seems like they don't you know what i mean like for example final fantasy 7 cloud was never on a nintendo console until they got released i think switch might be the first one right that cloud was on um yeah yeah i think so yeah so like there was never there was never really a precedent for that but i was thinking to myself i was like well okay and i was explaining this for whatever reason square enix and and nintendo just seemed to go together and work together and then he brought up snake and i said well konami nintendo both japanese like that makes sense to me uh commander shepherd just seems so out there i feel like you can make snake work and i said the same thing about joker like uh, if you showed me joker as a character and said, what console is this character on? I'd be like, Oh, Nintendo beardless, be says, a Nintendo game. Beardless says, just give Shepard guns, every gun. And people were surprised <laughs> that Joker had a gun. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I he, think he could have like a rocket launcher and you know, his assault, the standard assault rifle, maybe a sniper rifle for long distance. Yeah. Pick off Yoshi from across the map. Yeah. That would be great. Have Garrus be the final smash assistant. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be awesome. Because of that bromance. The final smash would probably be the 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 Normandy flying. Oh yeah, in. coming in and blowing and stuff bombarding, up. Yeah. But yeah, that was the gist of our conversation. Okay. All right, who you got next, Will? My next one's Goku from Goku. Dragon Ball. I think Goku would just. I don't. There's no way this one happens, but I just think it'd be really cool to be able to play as Goku in Super Smash Brothers because he's only ever been in those like 2D fight fighting games or Street Fight Street Fighter style. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Nintendo could do with Goku in a more versatile fighter. I guess is the way to put it. Sure. Um, like, what could he? Is this Final Smash turning Super Saiyan? Does he turn Super Saiyan during the fight, and he can like that's like a meter at the bottom, and he's stronger for that period, and then it runs out. Like, I think there would be a lot of directions they could go. Kamehameha could be 
in there. Like they could go a lot of different cool directions with it. Yeah, I agree. And people are still clamoring for Goku. He, that's he's one of the most requested characters for for any time you have like a, a poll or whatever for for this type of thing. Goku's yeah. at the top of the list, and so is is I don't know if he's on your list, but but Gino from from uh 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 Mario RPG Mario RPG. Thank you. God, I was drawing a blank there. Anyway, so G- Gino is in fact on my list. So okay, which we'll I'm get... guessing he's on yours too. We'll get there. Okay, so yeah, we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, I think. Goku with all the forms, all of the different abilities that he's picked up during the game, I think it would be really cool to have him. And I would say, if I were to rank my list, like the ghost would be number one, probably Geno two and Goku three would be okay. for characters that I most want. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I would love to see Goku added to Smash. Okay. Uh, so my next one on my list, and I don't even really know any of these characters, but the characters from Arms, any of them. Uh, it seems like a, a logical fit because it's a new Nintendo property. Yeah. Um, you know, I, was a spring man, one of them, he's, he, the like cover cover boy of the, of the arms game, but uh, it seems like they would have one of those in there and it, you know, I'm actually, I'm like surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised an arms character didn't make it in the base game. I really thought there would be one. Yeah. So I mean, same thing. I mean, we, did smash four come out? before or after splatoon it was after question. right uh yeah i think it was after because yeah, i was i think i was surprised there wasn't an inkling in in smash 4 all right smash 4 came out in 2014 september of 2014 splatoon, splatoon came out after splatoon came out oh splatoon no that's splatoon 2 one sec um splatoon I think twenty yeah twenty fifteen May okay so yeah it was after so okay uh, yeah did did they have DLC characters for Smash Four they did they added Mewtwo Lucas Cloud Ryu okay that might be oh Bayonetta Bayonetta that's right okay yeah um, so I think I think I was my thinking along those lines were that they would add an inkling later but uh, they waited till Smash Ultimate. Which was fine, because that's my favorite character to play as right now. Although I haven't played Smash in a while. I really need to get back into it. People complain about Inkling being overpowered. Yeah, maybe. But Inkling, I think, has the most fun kit to play in oh, the game. Or a top kit. It's so I much love, fun. I love the, all the different stuff you can do with Inkling. And, like, the movement is so cool when you're dashing, and it, like, turns into the squid, and it's going yeah. up and down, up and down. Like, I think that's really cool. It's a nice touch. It really is. Yeah, they go all out with these characters. Yep. That's what I love about them. All right, well, next. My next one is I wanted to add a Pokemon, and the one that almost made it was the character that I was actually really hoping would make it, and that's Decidueye. That's uh-huh. one of the final evolutions of Rollet in the, um, the I think, Gen, is it Gen? Gen 7 Pokemon games. Okay. Um, so it's like a, it's like a, it's the grass starter, and it's the one that when it fully evolves looks like an archer. It's a really cool looking design. I think it would be a really cool Pokemon to add to the game, and you could do a lot with it. Well, and I'm a big fan of Decidueye, so um, that was actually the star that I was hoping was going to make it. I've since turned on Incineroar a lot. I thought it was stupid that he was added. Now that I play with him a lot more, I kind of really like him. It, so it makes sense. It makes sense. He's really cool. He's got the wrestler mentality, which is kind of funny because, yeah. like, I don't know, it's goofy. Yeah. But 
Um, I really do like Incineroar, but I would like to see Decidueye added too. Okay. So very nice. Uh, next on my list, kind of a long shot, but you never know. Geralt of Rivia. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. <laughs> so Geralt of Rivia has made his way into a couple other games. He's in uh, Monster Hunter World. He's in one of the fighting games now too, and I can't remember which one it is. Uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so I would love to see a Geralt of Rivia in uh, in Smash Brothers. Um, you know, you could have his different swords that do different things. The silver sword and the regular sword. You could have his his sigils that I think they're called sigils. His his magic powers that that he uses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be fantastic. That would be super cool, to be honest, to see it happen. Because uh, you know, Geralt of Rivia is a uh, top character for me. So yeah. That's next on my list. That would that would blow people's minds if that happened. I, I think it, I think it would. I think it Probably, would. It would break the internet. It would break the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Geralt with a bunch of Nintendo characters fighting. But once again, it's they're going third party. It seems for a lot of their their stuff. Really, I don't really know what to expect going in. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anyone expected Joker to be from persona 5 to be one of the characters from smash brothers at all no and like if that leak is true where it's like doom guys being added like that you know yeah. that that's out there completely yeah. so <clears throat> okay go ahead will yeah so my next one this is a long shot because he's an assistant trophy in the game but skull kid from majora's mask Zelda, ah. really really wanted this character to be added i have since given up hope because he's an assistant trophy, but I thought like he would have a really cool move set to be in the game. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if you remember Dan that that Grinch leak or whatever that happened before the yes. game came out. And yeah. Skull Kid was one of them, and I was like, yes, like so pumped. And then like when they just showed off that final trailer, him being an assistant trophy, I was so sad. Yeah. So sad. Wasn't wasn't uh, minions supposed to be in Smash Brothers too? Like one of the minions or a trio of minions. I can't remember everybody that was in that leak, but it was a lot of like oddball characters, maybe like that Banjo Kazooie yeah. as well. But it also had characters that people really wanted, like Isaac, uh, moving from Assistant Trophy to a playable character. Um, all of those, and uh, people were losing their mind because they were so excited, and that turned out to be fake, and people were so sad. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they levy death threats at the Nintendo developers. Let's like, wh- which wh- why? That main developer that Early. makes the game puts in so much work. I would yeah. never, ever be unhappy with something he does. No. In Smash, so. But yeah, Skull Kid. I would be pumped for Skull Kid. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is Spyro. Yeah, I have Spyro too. <laughs> okay, yeah, I would love to see Spyro on Smash. I mean, it's a, it's an obvious fit, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, the little bit of flying that he can do, the charge, the fire. You could probably add it in a few more a few more attacks for him, and it would be an easy conversion to have Spyro be in in Smash Brothers. Um, and, you know, honestly, like we keep hearing the rumors too that this the the Spyro trilogy is going to be put on the Switch. Oh. They have Nintendo Direct. They announced Spyro is going to be coming to the Switch, and also, oh yeah, Spyro is going to be one of our DLC characters. You know, out of third party titles, I think that one's pretty plausible of actually yeah. could could like happening. Yeah. I think and so too. Has, is there any bi? Is it biped or quad pedal? Is that when it's on four legs? Yeah, quad, 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 quadrupad, quad, yeah, quad, something like that. Is there any four-legged uh, 
Duck Hunt. Okay, so Duck Hunt. I was wondering how it would be. It'd be interesting to see what they could do. Yeah. Because, like, every character stands on two. So, like, having Spyro would be even cooler because yeah. he would be on four. And Duck Hunt doesn't really do much close... If you're playing Duck Hunt well, he doesn't do much close combat fighting. So right. Spyro would probably be a close combat fighter. Yeah, he would because of the charge and stuff that he does. Yeah, his B um, move would probably be the fire, but that would be it. There's Bul- Bulbasaur. Or is it Bulbasaur? Yeah, Bulbasaur. It's Ivysaur, the, sorry. The, the, oh, Ivysaur. Okay, yeah, it's the second second evolution. Yeah, he, he's the only other one, right? I can't think of any others that are, are on yep. force. Yeah, I think Duck Hunt and Ivysaur. I'll break the switch out real quick. Yeah. while we continue talking because i am curious but okay i think that's it yeah uh well while you're doing that i'll i'll say the next one on my list uh characters from octopath traveler <coughs> excuse me i, I specifically had primrose didn't even think about that Cause, that cause would she, be a good she fit. was my main and uh for this one even if you didn't want to necessarily do the 2d art form if you make a 3d version uh what is it the like a chibi version of of the octopath okay. traveler characters because that's specifically primrose because she was my she was my main in uh octopath traveler but uh i think that would be that would be cool be good fit that's uh i didn't even think about that but dan i I love that idea because you could do a lot of cool things with that too with the art style you can make it the like the sprite based fighter or you could make it a realistic or like a realistic but chibi like you could do a lot of really cool things with that yeah i really really like that idea yeah i think it would be it'd be neat so what are you coming up with uh, I'm booting up the roster right now, okay. so looking through it, Pikachu and Pichu run on fours, but That's they right. stand, so I don't really count them. Right. Um, looking, so looking. Yeah, because Spyro's on all fours at all times. Yeah. Excuse me. I think, yeah, it looks like it's just Duck Hunt and Ivysaur. And Ivysaur's only one part of a trio uh, yeah so yeah i mean spyro would be totally different from anything that would be really cool i love that idea i mean they have piranha plant who's in a pot yeah running around so yeah <laughs> anything but yeah so that that there's only two characters that are on force okay who you got next uh rivali from zelda that's my favorite uh i forget are they guardians um yeah yeah, they're the champions champions yeah that's right uh he's my favorite of the champions he reminds me a little bit of falco he's kind of got that that attitude that falco has and i just like his design the most i like the bird design of the people in rito village i think he looks really cool and i would be really pumped i actually thought that they might add a breath of the wild representative in this game and i thought probably the one that they could do the easiest would be rivali and that happens to be the one i like the most i would love to see him get added to the game cool um they could do any of them and i think it would be awesome but yeah rivali was my favorite of the champions too uh, just because of his his sass and and cockiness, and I'm looking at like fan art pictures of him, like they make him look so cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be great. I saw some people wanted him the 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 champions of Breath of the Wild too as as possibly being assist trophies. I'd be for that too if they added all four of them as but assist I, yeah, trophies. I would rather they were just char- you know characters in in the in the game. That would be way cooler. 
I think the only problem with Rivali is being so similar looking to Falco. Yeah. Because he's got the blue fur the, with the white like tint to it. So like I could see that, but I think he would be the the coolest character to add in. Yeah. So Agreed. yeah, Rivali. Uh, okay, next on my list is 2B from Near Automata. Funny you say that. That's another character we talked about. Beardless actually suggested that in the stream when Corey and I were playing Diablo. Oh, really? Yeah, add 2B, and I actually, that's when we were having the conversation, and I was like, I could see 2B being yeah. added. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, again, no one ever would have thought Bayonetta or, or Cloud from, from Final Fantasy would be in a, a Smash Brothers game. And there they are. Yeah, it's, it's a Square Enix thing. Um, it's a Platinum thing. Platinum and, and Nintendo have obviously collaborated in the past. It's it's plausible. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, and it's another thing that they could say, uh, Nier Automata is coming to the Switch. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, 2B is coming into Smash Brothers as a downloadable character. I'm I'm all aboard adding 2B. I think 2B would be really cool. Yeah. Agreed. I would probably play her. Yeah, a lot I would too. Because I love to be from uh, from Near Automata. That game's amazing too. So I feel like she's one of the more popular characters to come have come out of a game recently too. Yeah, could be wrong with that, but I feel like everyone there's nobody that's like ah, to be is not a cool character. Yeah, I think everyone and I love androids too. So uh, <laughs> Beardless says I mean Smash is horny. <laughs> Putting to be in there would just cement that. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yep pretty much <laughs> yeah uh, i think tv would be sweet okay go ahead will uh i have dixie kong dixie kong okay yeah i mean it, as i said it seems like a lot of the characters are going uh, f- uh third party uh but bringing it back to first party games i have an affinity for dixie kong too love love that little that little monkey i uh-huh. think she's a great character and she'd be i could see them maybe potentially adding the five new characters with different movesets but potentially adding echo fighters i wonder if that's something that they would do and dixie being an echo fighter of diddy kong um i feel like that i feel like that's the best shot for dixie kong to be in the game but she does have a couple of her own moves like the hair thing that she does so yeah uh, there would be some variety for her to be added to the game um i'm all for dixie i love i love me some dixie kong uh Uh, next on my list is lara croft from the new new reboot, yeah, um, you know, again, a realistic character, but a Square Enix character. Obviously, Square Enix and Nintendo working together. Um, again, it could be uh, the type of thing where, oh yeah, the the Tomb Raider trilogy is coming to the Switch for for eighty dollars or sixty dollars, and oh yeah, you can <laughs> <laughs> you Laura Croft is coming to Smash Brothers. Uh, she's like... got she's got ranged attacks uh, with her, with her bow. She's got guns. Uh, she's got melee attacks with her like um, her hook pick pickaxe thing. Yeah. So you know they could you could fit that in too. Would they tone down her her beauty, Dan, for the new Smash? I, I mean, she really <laughs> is just wearing like you know uh, tight cargo pants and a tank top. That's true. Bayonetta. That's... I mean, Bayonetta's. You're Bayonetta. right. So yeah, you're right. outfit is more, and if they put two B in there too, her outfit is more revealing. Revealing than yeah than uh, uh, Laura Croft. Yeah, no. So Laura Croft's probably the most uh, conservatively dressed between 
some yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> between so. that group, <laughs> you could even have her in her uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider winter gear. You know that would be that would be kind oh, of oh yeah, cool. yeah. That would probably be an alternate costume for yeah. her. That'd yeah. be that'd be cool. Okay, what do you got, Will? Going through my list here, I only have three more. It looks like, um, but Midna from Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an assistant trophy, so that probably won't happen, but. I, I, out of all the series in the games, I could come up with probably the most Zelda characters to add in. And I think she'd be a cool addition. Uh, she could turn into the wolf too to do some cool stuff with that, or she could be riding the wolf to add another one of those characters that's on all fours. I think that'd be cool. Um, she has a thing where that like darkness comes out, makes a hand, and does attacks like that too. So you could be doing some th- cool things with that. Um, I mean, Twilight Princess was my favorite Zelda game up until Breath of the Wild, so I always really had a soft spot for that game, and I really liked Midna, so I think she'd be a cool character to add in as well. Yeah. I like it. Um, This one will probably be no surprise, but Master Chief. Microsoft and Nintendo working together a little bit now. Everyone's been saying, I want Master Chief and Smash Brothers for a while. I don't think it'll happen, but hey, this is a a wish list, so... I actually have my big... I actually have my biggest fears of characters that I'll be in. Oh, okay. And he's one of them. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I'll just say him real quick. It's Master Chief, Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. um, Minecraft character. Oh, uh, Steve, I think Steve his name is. and Doom Guy. Those are my Doom biggest guy. fears of who they add, actually. Yeah. Um, For different varying reasons, but yeah, those would be... Those would be all the characters that'd be terrified, and I think Master Chief out of all of those would be the one I'd be the most okay most okay with because I like him as a character, but the right. rest I'm kind of like meh on. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah. Okay. Who do you got next, Will? Chrono from Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah. Uh, I've actually never really played Chrono Trigger, oh, but so I think he, I think he'd be a cool character to go and you could do one of two things: you can make him the sprite again, or you could do a realistic rendition of him. Um, and a lot of people say Chrono Trigger is one of their favorite RPGs of all time. Yeah, so. it's it's really good. And it holds up, even if you were to play it now. It holds up really well. I actually want to get it on Steam and give it a playthrough, because I haven't yet. Oh, that's right. I forget it's on Steam now. People hate it, because it's new sprites and stuff. Oh, but gotcha. I don't, re- I don't really care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so next on my list, and this is a obvious, kind of obvious one, is Rayman. Yeah. Uh, obviously Rayman. Uh, Ubisoft and Nintendo working together made Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, I think Rayman's another character that people, uh, since you know Smash Four, have wanted to see in in Smash Brothers. So mm-hmm. he he would be a pretty easy one to put in there. I think with his 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 platforming stuff and and attacks and all that, you know, it'd be it'd be an easy character to to put into the game. Yeah, Rayman and Rabbids are both two characters that I saw on a lot of lists too, yeah. and I could I definitely see them because ubisoft has worked with nintendo like you said so that could be a pretty easy easy uh move for them yep should we talk about the elephant in the room the last character on my list yeah yeah go for G- it gino 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 I, yeah he's probably one of the most requested characters of all time oh easily easily there was actually an interview with sakurai and he said he almost added gino to i think melee melee really that far back huh yeah he was almost added um and he actually even said he wants to add him now we're three games later and he's still not in and it's kind of surprising yeah i agree i I don't 
out of every character I see, I think that's the character most people want. And it's interesting because a lot of the characters that people want, like Isaac, Skull Kid, so on and so forth, they're all assistant trophies. But there's nothing from Gino in the game. There's like a spirit, but that's about it. And you could, you know, throw that away as in it's a third part or a third party game, so it's hard to get the rights to him. But you would think there'd be a little bit more with Gino in there. I mean, it's it's a square game, so it shouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't think it would be that difficult. Like I said, they've worked together on on a few things. So, well, and the fact that there's nothing with him in there makes me think maybe there's some smoke to that fire that he's a DLC character. Yeah, I don't see why not. The world would lose it. Yeah. Yes, they would. They would be so happy. Yep. So I am all aboard Gino. He's definitely in my, probably my second most wanted character. So I, all for Gino. I think she would be a great ad. It's a she, right? I don't know. I don't remember if, 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 if it's uh, Mm -hmm. male, if it's a doll, obviously. And and then it just gets possessed by a spirit. I don't know if, if the doll is supposed to be male or female, or if the spirit that possesses it is supposed to be male or female. Maybe it's it's probably supposed to be neither, if I had to guess, because I don't think it ever specifies. So I'm looking for a pronoun. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so next on my list, Overwatch characters, specifically Tracer and Diva. I would love to see in Smash Brothers. I didn't even really think about uh, Overwatch characters being possible. That would be cool. That would be amazing. Um, and I, th- I think it's a good fit. I, I probably any Overwatch character would be it would be a good fit for for Smash Brothers, uh, just because of the you know the type of game that it is and stuff. Um, but Tracer and Diva, or Tracer specifically, is kind of the face of of um, of Overwatch, and uh, is a is a fun character. And and Diva was was one of my mains that I that i played when i played overwatch so i would love love to see her in there she's she's a gamer uh she's uh you know she has two two forms too inside the robot and outside of the robot i think there could be some interesting gameplay elements that they could they could do with that um so yeah love to see that yeah tracer i think would be a really cool one gino is a male apparently i don't know why i thought gino was a female yeah but um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Tracer like zipping around the map would be super cool. Yeah, with the with the blink ability, that would be yeah, that would be amazing. You, you get three of those like in the game, so you can only do it three times before it has to recharge. I think that could do a lot of really cool things for gameplay. Yep, agreed. I thought I thought of all of that when I was when I was making my list. Yeah, I don't think there's a character that uh, has something like that either. So no. <clears throat> uh, and then my last one, Vault Boy from Fallout. Ooh, <laughs> as the actual cartoon character, um, you know, you could probably give him any moves that you wanted because of you know all the stuff that happens in Fallout. But uh, yeah, this one's a little off the reservation, uh, but well, I, I think it would be cool. It's funny you say that because I know Bethesda was talking to Nintendo to get a character in. I think everybody just assumed assumed the Dragonborn, but. When you think about it, it makes more sense to have the Vault Boy. The Vault Boy is a more recognizable face. Yeah, four thousand. I mean, really, the Dragonborn isn't. It can look like anybody. I know they have like a, a stock character form, yeah. but you create your own Dragonborn. Right. The Vault Boy. Everybody who's ever played video games knows, knows what. Vault, yeah, knows what Vault Boy is. Yeah. Yeah, that. 
Yeah, that might be my favorite pick you've come up with. Well, thank you. To be to be honest, that's that, a really good idea. That was my last one before I ran out of time to brainstorm for the episode. So, that I'm all aboard that one. That would that would be so cool. You're all aboard the Vault Boy train. Yeah, that that's my favorite pick for tonight, honestly. Yeah, so uh, that's our our Smash Brothers Ultimate wish list. Uh, you know, people can write in if they have any ideas for characters that we didn't cover. Let us know. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get any in, in feedback today, but you know, feel free to chime in at any time uh, with any cool ideas because I'm sure we missed some cool ones out there. Oh, so. definitely. All right, let's transition into nibble bits. I will yeah, up here. Definitely. Um, I it's t- been a slow news week. It has been. I tweeted a couple earlier, either late last week or earlier this week, and then I, I did a couple today. So, because uh, I try not to get too far behind on nibble bits, and also if I don't tweet them and read them back later, I forget them. So, <laughs> uh, so my first one is that Platinum is going to start self publishing it, ga- self publishing its games, so that it can make sequels. Because apparently the one offs don't don't do all that well oh they, they talk specifically about uh the wonderful 101 and vanquish um despite being okay. very positively received you know there's no interest in having a sequel so if they self-publish then they they can uh make their own uh they, you know talk about bayonetta too you know luckily nintendo liked bayonetta enough to swoop in and and, and save the bayonetta franchise otherwise that probably would have been a one-off one-off too um Obviously, Nintendo is responsible for Bayonetta two, and then Bayonetta three. That's that's coming before too long. Yeah, no, I never really thought about it, but yeah, a lot of their games are one offs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, if they're in the position to do that, I think that'd be awesome. I'd like to see more sequels. Like the Wonderful One Hundred One was a really cool game. It was a very cool game. Oh yeah, but the, um, Beardless brings up that Bethesda was accused of plagiarism. We'll have to talk about that. I'll have to, I did read that headline. I didn't look more into it, um, but we'll 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 definitely talk about that. I while you continue nibble bits, I'll look into it real okay. quick. Uh, so my next one, not really gaming related, but I love this so much that I decided to share it. It's that the hardcore history host Dan Carlin uh, has a he's doing a virtual reality project where he uh, tells stories in virtual reality. Uh, I watched I watched the trailer for it. It's it's World War One and it's it, like in a bunker and it's Dan Carlin like reading letters from people from World War One, and it's amazing. Um, I'm hoping this comes to like VR that I can have like cell phone VR. Um, I don't know that there's much interaction with the environment you can do with it, but um, it was really cool. So if you're interested in that at all, be, be sure to check it out. It's called uh, War Remnants. Oh, War Remains, I'm sorry. War Remains. War Remains. With, uh, with Dan Carlin, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're called Immersive Memories. So uh, definitely check that out. It's very cool. <clears throat> Dan Carlin's Hardcore History is one of my favorite things. It's right up there with Game of Thrones with with how much I love it. So Wasn't Corey who did a delightful impression of him? Uh, probably. I could I see go. I could see that, yeah. I think it was Corey. <laughs> Uh, next up on my, my list, there's a U.S. senator who is trying to get uh, loot boxes sold to children banned. Um, it would make it so that in-app purchases 
because in-app purchases essentially entice kids to gamble. It's a Republican Senator Josh Hawley. I'm not sure where he's from. I didn't didn't look it up. I didn't do my due diligence here. I didn't look up where he was from. Um, but it would be the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. Uh, so those under 18 years old who are purchasing in-game goods through marketed free-to-play games that have easy in-app purchases for kids to in order to release more content. So it would it would it would ban that that practice of uh of uh you know preying on kids essentially uh yeah i think they mentioned candy crush saga specifically as one of the games that are, is meant to to prey on kids uh in a statement holly said social media and video games prey on user addiction siphoning our kids attention from the real world and extracting profits from fostering compulsive habits no matter this business model's advantages to the tech industry, one thing is clear. There's no excuse for exploiting children through such practices. So I'll be interested to see how all this plays out. Yeah, I mean, you have young kids, so. Yeah, we, we keep them away from that stuff for the most part. Um, I don't, which, yeah, they, they, they play a couple, a couple, um, uh, like tablet phone games, but it's stuff that we have to like pay for in advance. And doesn't have microtransactions. For the most part, they just play regular games. Uh, my son obviously plays his Switch all the time, and my daughter plays Mario Kart and, to a lesser extent, Mario Odyssey and, and Breath of the Wild. So, I'd much rather have them play those than than anything on the on the phone or tablet. They've done a little bit of Angry Birds in the past, but again, Angry Birds is a game you buy up front, you know, and that, you know, to unlock that. levels, and that's that. I think they have microtransactions now, but I I, I don't know that for sure. It's been too long. I mean, why would you want to play a dumpy mobile game when you can go play Breath of the Wild? Well, that's just it, especially, you know, and I I understood the argument in the past that, oh, you know, the mobile games are easy to access and stuff, but now you can take the Switch, like, literally anywhere. I would much rather play that than, uh, because I downloaded, oh, I downloaded and played the Elder Scrolls Blades beta, and I I thought about maybe doing an episode for it. I don't don't know if we're going to do that or not, but, you know... I'm like, why would I play this when I can have my Switch with me anywhere and play? Uh, right now, it's SteamWorld Quest. Yeah. Much rather play that. It's got the full controls. It's not crappy touchscreen stuff. So, there's a full fleshed out game in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's that. And then my last little bit is that all digital Xbox One launches today, kicking off a new era of Xbox. It is apparently available for believe it's 250 dollars, which was a lot more than i expected it to be because i'm pretty sure we got our our xbox uh it was around christmas time so it was on a deal obviously but it was 200 uh for a a, you know one with a blu-ray drive and everything in it so i thought 250 was was a bit much i don't know if i would be all for a digital only console yeah I mean, the problem is, and again, uh, unless they make all the games like tied to your account backwards compatible, you run the risk of losing access to all that. You know, when you, that... we're lucky that we get to split games. If it was just me straight up buying digital games at full price, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, hey, imagine all the money you would lose out if like next gen, like next gen. Yeah. Yeah, because it makes it. That I don't mind buying. I, I've talked about this plenty of times. It's beating a dead horse, but I don't mind spending the money on Steam to to buy digital games because I will always have them. I'll mm-hmm. always have a full on computer in some in some capacity, so I'll always have access to those games. You know, and it makes me wonder for the next two consoles, like 
are they going to make you wait for the backwards compatible stuff, like from PS4 and Xbox One to the new consoles, like they always do, or is it going to be something that's just going to be starting right off the hop? Because I think it's kind of ridiculous to have to wait every generation for games to be backwards compatible yeah i don't know i think i think they'll make it so that you the, that games will transfer over because i think that's that was a, a big complaint of people with with console gaming that was yeah. one of my biggest complaints with console gaming i'm pretty sure i had heard the new playstation will be backwards compatible with playstation 4 games it should so be it should I'm it just... should be I'm just hoping it's not. Oh, you need the hard copy to be able to play the games because yeah. I don't know. I don't understand why it's all on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Like, why can't your digital games just be on the same account? Do, to yeah, the new be unlocked system? on your account. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get it. I'm also not a console architect, so I don't know. Right. But... Don't know the technicalities of it. Uh, and that's all I got for Nibble Bits. So go ahead. Uh, one is Ubisoft accidentally leaks Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Apparently, there's going to be an announcement stream for it tomorrow uh, afternoon. So, looking forward to what they... What, I don't know anything about Ghost Recon other than the most recent one. I think the most recent one was a break from the normal Ghost Recon kind of formula. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm kind of curious to see where this one kind of fits in. And I'm a huge Ubisoft fan all of a sudden. So, I'm always optimistic and curious to see what they're doing so um uh, i wonder if this will be kind of like a sequel to wildlands um or it'll go back to how the games kind of used to be so um they did say that there will be a one-year uh dlc pass added to the game and three-day early access so it seems like there's going to be pre-order bonuses attached to this like uh the ever confusing pre-order bonuses yeah, I mean, Dan, if you pre-order at Best Buy, you get this. But if you do it at GameStop, you get this and this. So, uh, that's coming out. Uh, next is Dead Cells, which is a game I really need to get to. It's coming out on mobile. Uh, iOS first and then Android later. It'll be $9.99 and coming this summer. So, uh, pick that game up. I won't be getting it on mobile, but if that's your only platform, get it, because I guess the game's really good, and I definitely plan on playing it, because I have it on Switch, so. Nice. Uh, there's that, and I don't know, Dan, did you read the article on Kotaku about people having PTSD from Mortal Kombat, the developers? No. Apparently, one of the quotes from it was talking about people making the game having to watch, like, graphic videos of all the violence to see how they can incorporate in the game. One of the uh, quotes... Like actual actual violence? Yeah. One of the quotes is you'd walk around the office and one guy would be watching hangings on YouTube another guy would be looking at pictures of murder victims and someone else would be watching videos of cows being slaughtered. No, thank you. The scary part was the point when we got new people in the project and they got used to it. I definitely hit that point. Oh, Uh, I guess his one worker got diagnosed with PTSD. Yeah. From seeing that could, all that, that could definitely screw you up mentally. I I could totally see that. Well, somebody brought up the point. They're like, nobody really talks about. Yeah, we see the stuff in the games, and we don't really think about it. But we don't think about the people having to make it and like yeah, make if, it realistic. Yeah, especially if they're going for realism. Like, yeah. what? How would you study that? And that's apparently how it's done. I never never thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah, so, like, I guess there's some graphic stuff in the new Mortal Kombat game, so, um, yeah, that's interesting, because really, like, some people, like, it's like when people who join the military, some people are, come out fine having been through combat, some, some don't, yeah, 
it would be no different in a studio developing games having to see this. So um, it's one of those things that you don't really think about, but it's very much a thing. So yeah, that's not, that's not my cup of tea. That's for sure. Cause I I don't, I don't mind fantasy violence. Like, you know, the violence stuff that happens on game of Thrones is, is, is fine. I don't Mm -hmm. love it, but uh, it's, it's fine, but I would not want to see that stuff in real life. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and I think NetherRealm, which is the developer of um, Mortal Kombat, got in trouble with allegations of sexual harassment on top of there's like a walkout going out at Riot Games for the female employee. There's a lot of stuff going on with uh, female workers and being mistreated in the workplace. It's terrible. Yeah, you kind of think like you thought games would be better than that, but it seems like it's not the case seems like it's not which kind of blows my mind how in 2019 we still have issues with that but yeah that's a topic for another day yeah uh and bethesda with the investigating plagiarism accusations so apparently their new expansion elsewire um in an effort to promote the new elder scrolls online update uh bethesda's netherlands studio published an un unnamed eso themed tabletop rpg adventure based on the rules of the fifth edition of the wizards of the coast dungeons and dragons however is more than just a basic rules the studio appeared to have copied it in its entirety so the wow. adventure for that 2016 dungeons and dragons edition wizards of the coast got copied by bethesda huh so that's there, there's that they pulled it had to put out a statement um dupes Come on, but you're better than that, Bethesda. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what happened? Don't know. I wish I could tell you. I, I don't. I really don't get what happened to Bethesda. They went from darlings of the game industry to just being sleazy. Very sleazy. So, doesn't stop me from still wanting to play Skyrim and Fallout Three, but. Because I still have urges to play that game, but honestly, like I have, I watched gameplay of Fallout Four the other day, Dan, and I said to myself, "Man, I really wish I would like to this game." Yeah, yeah, I I totally understand. Uh, I I I liked it, but that was me. But just because of the improvements of the gameplay, yeah, the gameplay is a lot better. But there's so much taken from it. Yeah. But that's it for me on nibble nibbly bits. Okay, how's your week, Will? Good. I made a Sorry, purchase today. Sorry, uh, real quick. I had some computer kerfuffle that I had to I had to fix. You're so go you're ahead. Fine. Go ahead. You need to take a break. No, that, I just that's just why I was a little distracted for a second there. My my computer was running out of hard drive space. So and I ran about Bethesda every couple episodes. So yeah, gotta have that. So it's anyway, tired. Well, it's tired hat at this point. But... <laughs> sure. Okay, go ahead. Um, made a purchase today. I had some GameStop credit quite a bit of GameStop credit, actually. So I was like, well, I'm kind of bored. What am I going to do with it? I uh, went and got PS4 Pro. Nice. With some games. So I kind of want to ask the people who are listening in the chat and people who can chime in later. I have the options of playing Horizon, God of War, or Persona 5 to start. Which one should I play? Of the two people that I've asked so far, Dan and one of my friends, Dan said Persona, one of my friends said Horizon. So I know Horizon and God of War would put the most use out of the 4K stuff that I got going. So those are potentials. Persona 5 is a game I really want to play. 
the the main reason why i say that one is because none of us have played it no there's not been a conversation about persona on yeah. this podcast um, all of us played horizon all of us uh most of us played god of war but yeah no one's no one's played persona yet so so what i'm thinking because beerless says horizon, horizon. Mm-hmm. what i'm thinking is i might dual play horizon and persona because yeah. they're two totally different games um i'm gonna have some free time because school is finishing up here soon so i might do those two at the same time nice um and just kind of go from there but uh that's what i did but it's funny i was telling dan the two games that i play first on the pro um the new edition of persona 5 is coming out soon see the thing with the that was i got the, I think it was like $17, $18 in the store. So like that was so cheap that I was like, ah, I'll just get that. And then if there's any DLC, I'll get that later. Um, and I'm also very impatient. So that's another reason why I got it. But I was telling Dan, the first two games that I played on my freaking pro were <laughs> Hollow Knight and Dynasty Warriors 8. Uh, sure. Really put it, put it through the work, so... Uh, I did that. I've been bored. I've been on Twitch the last couple of days. Um, it's kind of nice. Like, I don't like to have TV shows on while I'm doing work in the background. So I like to put Twitch on. Yeah. And I watched a full speed run of Final Fantasy Tactics and Diablo 2 within the last two days. The Final Fantasy Tactics speed run took probably around four hours, and I saw most of it. I did not see the very ending, but it was really interesting how he did it because... Um, God of War, I wouldn't recommend it, really. Okay. Why is that? Why yeah, is that fill, fill us in, Beardless. Because I haven't played it, so I can't comment. I, I enjoyed watching some gameplay of it, but I never, never played it. The two hours I played it, I loved it. So yeah. that's a game I want to get to. Maybe and it's, it's too much of the same thing. I can us, see that. Yeah, let us let us know, Beardless. Um. But yeah, the Final Fantasy Tactics speedrun was really interesting because I was thinking maybe like there's a glitch where you just skip through most of the game and whatever. But what happened was is the guy who was playing it had, I think, two... I used three characters other than Ramza, and it was two wizards and like a summoner. And he did that, the job point glitch. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Dan, but, like, when you go to select it, you hold down, I think, square and move the controller stick down. What it does is it slides the screen down like that, Uh and it gives you max job points that you can get, and that's enough to master the class. Oh, really? So you you do that glitch. So, yeah, there's a glitch involved, but he actually played through all the levels, and, like, he knew the movements on the tiles to put everybody where the enemy would move a specific pattern and like either defend or not attack so he did that and because he did the job point glitch he was able to get really powerful magic right off the bat and kill enemies in one hit and like had enough speed built up to where he could kill like cast like start casting the spell and then the next turn immediately use it so like he did that and worked his way through the entire game and it was really cool to watch and like i hadn't seen final fantasy tactics in action in a couple years i usually do a yearly playthrough but i haven't uh so i saw that and i was like man i want to play it um still waiting on the steam port though sure game of, or god of war is a game that is fundamentally fundamentally about an angry father yelling at his son until he no longer feels empathy okay i, like I can it. dig i can dig that though <laughs> it's, it's different no it's north norse mythology they're they're rough and tough up there yes they are they're a gruff group of people um 
So that, and then I watched the Diablo 2 one, and I also try to do Diablo 2 uh, runs every year, but because it's so hard to get that game working on PC now for me, I don't really try to, but it was cool. He did it in like an hour and 50 minutes or whatever and made it through. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I watched that one. That was really cool too, and I like watching speedruns. I like watching people who are good at the game play it at a high level. It's yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah. So, uh, Absolutely. And it's funny, the guy who was playing the game was actually a fan of the Dallas Stars, and they had lost while he was doing his speedrun. Oh, speed run. no. <laughs> so he was trying to comment on that and do a speedrun at the same time. So that was pretty funny to see. But uh, other than that, I'm done with school in like a week and a half, so I'm excited for that. And yeah. Very nice. Um, I don't think I, I don't have too awful much to talk about. Um, I find myself not able to carry on with life all that well uh, while Game of Thrones is in its final season. It's just just <laughs> demanding all my thoughts and time and uh, pretty much any free second we get, we watch the latest episode, uh, the wife and I. So yeah, that's that's pretty much dominated my thoughts. I have I did play some games this past week though which was nice to get back into that um which i'll talk about and what we played but i don't really think i have anything else to talk about so um yeah we'll get right into what we played so i played uh steam world quest cory has been recommending this one for a while what's the other game that he played that's similar to steam world quest that he recommended us that's coming to the switch soon slay the spire slay the spire thank you uh i'll definitely definitely be getting that when it comes out uh, so, so Steam World Quest. It's obviously in the Steam World universe. If you played any of these Steam World games, it's uh, like steampunk type robots, uh, but this time it's in a in a fantasy setting with with dragons and magic and all that stuff. Uh, and it's uh, you know the side by side battle where you have a deck of cards is is your move set. Um, so there's also the deck building aspect of it, which I didn't think I would like very much, but I, it turns out I really do like it. So. Uh, at the beginning of your turn, you pick, you know, based on the cards that you have, you have six cards up to three characters in your party, uh, and you mix and match those to, to varying degrees and upgrade your cards, yada yada. All, all that deck building stuff is there, uh, buying new cards and, and adding them into the deck. You can, each character has eight different cards that they can put, they can have, have played at the same time. Uh, there's also <clears throat> they they as you're as you're battling your your standard like attacks uh, and or moves build up your your I guess it's a steam meter I don't know what it's called but you get a little gear for every one and some of your more powerful spells use those gears so you got to balance you know uh, building up your your gear power steam power whatever it is and, and using it so uh, it's 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 very very cool game very very well done uh, I probably maybe six to eight hours i've spent playing it so far uh, and i really love it I, I i hope to have it beaten by next weekend I th I, or next week i think next week we're going to do the steam world quest episode so uh, hopefully i'll have it beaten by then if not it'll i'll be really close but it's 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 quite a quite a good game so and it makes me excited for slay the spire like i said i didn't think i would like the card aspect of it uh but it turns out i really do it's very very strategic um but also with a little bit of uh, you know luck and and chance thrown in there too, so it's quite good. I I kind of want to get this, but Corey actually, as much as he likes it, told me to wait for Slay the Slay the Spire. Yeah, so. I could see that. Um, if Slay the Spire is better, that's awesome because that's that that you know I'll want to play that that much more than 
Mm-hmm. I actually thought that the Steam World game, and the first one was a spelunking game, so I thought the last one was a spelunking game, and I was like, man, they're doing a lot with the spelunking theme. But turns out the only the first one was. The yeah, Steam other World. Game wasn't Steam heist. World Dig and Steam World Dig Two were those, and then Steam World Heist was different. That was like a, uh, it was a, like side scrolling, um, turn based game uh with like fit like physics where you interact with the environment and like shoot and bounce bullets and stuff um so it's that's a completely different type of game and then steam world quest is a completely different type of game too which is which is kind of cool yeah i didn't i didn't know that about the game so yeah. uh, it's kind of cool I, I really wanted to get it but i might hold off i don't know yeah um so i played that i played elder scrolls blades which is the Elder Scrolls Blades beta, which is the the full on like adventure thing. I might have played like an hour of that. Uh, I did the did the intro like the tutorial. Uh, you, your town is like burning, and you have to chase off some bad guys. Yada yada. Uh, you have to rebuild your town after it's all burned down, which I kind of like. Uh, but they definitely goad you into buying tra- uh, to buying stuff to unlock treasure chests. It's okay. I don't know if I'll play more of it, but uh, maybe we'll do an episode on it if we all play it and play enough of it to mm-hmm. to, to talk about com- it, comment on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it play it plays okay. It's you can have it in in either landscape or portrait mode. Um, I after after playing it for a little while in in portrait mode, I switched to landscape and uh, it has simulated thumbsticks, which I thought was a little bit easier than like tapping where you wanted to go on the screen so the left thumbstick obviously moved you around the right thumbstick would would look left and right Uh, i found that to be a little bit easier Uh, then you hold the screen to attack Uh, it's simplistic but uh i didn't think it was that bad just if it if it tries to suck money out of you i don't don't ever like that so no nobody likes that yeah so that's what i played i think i played a little bit more chell uh, nothing to nothing to talk about there really. Um, still playing Mario Odyssey too to try to get hundred uh, percent moons and purple coins. I think wow! I ha- I've got over seven hundred moons. I'm through the. I'm in the Luncheon Kingdom now, finishing up the the moons in the Luncheon Kingdom. So good gravy, Dan. That's a lot. Something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's all I played. Will, what do you got? So I played and beat Hollow Knight. Hey, you beat it. I'm actually very proud of that because that game's hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So I'll add it to the list. I'm not gonna talk too much about it because again, like I want to do a full on like uh, review episode of it at some point. Um. I really and truly think Hollow Knight is a special game. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best indie game I have ever played, and that says a lot because I really loved games like Pyre. Um, but it just, that's how highly I think of the game. I, I get the allure of the Dark Souls games because before I didn't, I just looked at it being hard, but what is so cool about games like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, um, Hollow Knight is the story is told so differently through like world building instead of like a linear narrative. And I think that's so well done in Hollow Knight. And it's the fact that it's done by, uh, like three or four person team blows my mind because that game, the reason why I bought it 
again for the third time on PS4 was because that developer de- deserves more money than $15 for their game. Oh, definitely. Um, so that's why I'm more than willing to buy that game for $60 worth at this point because I put 45 hours into one playthrough at 61% completion. Oh, wow. The game goes up to 112% completion. So, like, I didn't even... I barely scratched the surface for the game. Um, the final boss fight, pretty tragic, too. I won't get into spoilers for why, but it, was, uh, it wasn't it was overly hard. I beat it on... Uh, it only took me a couple tries, but it was more fun of a boss fight than difficult, which I appreciate because I don't like it. I, get, I grow tired of tough boss fights, and I had hit a couple really hard ones in that game towards the end there uh so it was nice to have a boss fight or maybe i just got good enough at the game that it was easy easier but um i can't stop saying enough good things about hollow knight nice but if you haven't bought that game go buy it yeah i loved you know i played for 15 or 20 hours i think and uh, same I, I loved it it's really good i am gonna return to it real quick will uh so i have got your beaten games list up i've got you beating assassin's creed odyssey Far Cry New Dawn, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Far Cry 5, Hollow Knight, and Assassin's Creed Origins. Am I missing anything? I think I am. Yeah, let me bring it up. So 2019, games beaten. I've beaten, okay, Odyssey, New Dawn, Let's Go Eevee, Devil May Cry 5, Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed Origins, Mass Effect Andromeda, I think is the one you're missing. Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay, uh, uh, Double May Cry. Yep. I should have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games so eight. far. Okay, yep. Gotcha. I'm doing some work this year. Yeah. We're tied, though. Both have eight beaten games. You know, we're really carrying the mantle right now after last year being so disappointing for how much we played and beat. Yeah, I, I, feel, I think I only ended up beating, I think it was like 15 or 18 games last year. Which is crazy. Remember us, like, dueling at the top with, like, 30? 30. I think one year I had, like, 45 or something like that beating games in a year. It's like, holy crap. That's that's so many. I don't even think we're on pace for that right now, and I think we're we're both at eight. No, I I mean, I guess we're a month and a half. Oh, a month and three quarters away from, like, mid-year, end of June. So you got to wow. figure out, have another three, maybe four games uh, beaten at that point. So that's on pace for like maybe thirty, which that's not bad. It's more that's not bad. No, that's a lot lower than I thought. I was like looking at my list, and going, <laughs> doing good this year. Yeah, and that's without uh, four in February. We didn't have this year, so true. That's a good point. Uh, I would like to do a four in February type thing during the summer. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, I I still like your try to beat one backlog game every month yeah that's a the only idea the only like new games i beat this year were um new dawn and devil may cry the rest have just been backlog games that i've been going back on because like i haven't really been too like in love with a lot of the new games yet this year yeah so um i trying to think hollow knight i started up uh, octopath traveler again okay i'm having a hard i'm Having a real hard time being Hanit's final boss, Dan. I cannot, for the life of me, beat Red Eye because I can't stand when it attacks and makes you confused. 
and blind. Like, I can deal with the blind, but I can't deal with the confusion. Because if all of the characters are confused, which sometimes happens, I can't do anything. And it does more than enough damage to kill my characters by the time the confusion wears off. I don't remember what I did for that. So I can't help you at the moment. So I said, screw it. And now I'm working on... Uh, Hanit was the last character. Chapter 4 that I needed to beat in my uh, first party, which was Ophelia, Primrose, Therion, and... Uh-huh. Um, on it so i'm just working on alfin cyrus okay. uh Ulbrich, and tressa now nice so that's what i'm doing i think i'm gonna look up maximum output builds to like just make sweet characters and just kind of power through it um but that game is awesome is there some sort of ability that keep, prevents confusion or maybe a, an item that prevents confusion that you can equip to be honest it's probably a strategy where i can just like cast like the one of the rune lords abilities is where you can transfer runes and it's where if an ability is uh casted on one target so like on your character you can cast on all your allies so there's probably something i can do with that okay um i just gotta really sit down and like look at these builds and really kind of dissect it and see what's going on yeah um and that's probably what i'll do i've put in Oh god, how many hours? 75, 80 hours of Octopath Traveler like it's about what I spent on it too, yeah. I'm I'm considering it a completely like cl- completed beaten game for all of the chapter 4 is done because I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to go in and try to spend a couple months trying to beat that final boss. Yeah. <laughs> that and that end game. So um but Octopath Traveler is still really good. Yep. Totally agree. So other than that now, I'm just trying to figure out like work on octopath traveler i'm having a hankering to play breath of the wild but i'm trying to hold off right now yeah i'm with you um it's it's in the back of my mind all the time that yeah and now with the with the vr thing that we got i really want to just try a vr playthrough Uh, i still have to finish my master mode playthrough i've got one more divine beast to go and then and then uh i mean whatever else i want to do i would probably want to do the master sword trials and and uh get the master cycle before i beat beat uh calamity ganon but yeah that's that's always in the back of my mind that game is just floating around in my subconscious so actually i have a question for you about breath of the wild is it true you have to make a new you either have to delete your save file or work on another playthrough on another account yes um or master mode can be on the same you just switch over to master mode and that can be a different different and is, is master mode just harder uh, so a lot of the enemies are the, the enemies are a lot more difficult um, and their health regenerates which is not something that happens in the regular version uh, however re- like really the, the way it works is for the most part at the beginning you just don't fight things as much until you start getting some decent weapons okay um, I just ran past a lot of guys until I, I got a decent stock of weapons and then uh, and you, you know once you get your abilities and stuff it makes it a lot easier um but yeah, it's it's not too bad. Gotcha, gotcha. If I beat Hollow Knight, I can deal with that. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know what? I th- I feel like playing Sekiro is gonna having played Sekiro is gonna help me with with when I play revisit Breath of the Wild because I could never get the timing right for the the perfect perfect parry or flurry oh. attack or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, if I can do Sekiro uh all the parries in sekiro i could probably get the timing right for for breath of the wild so that's actually that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) yeah because sekiro's uh 
quite a bit more difficult than than Breath of the Wild, obviously. So, yeah. Oh man, Dan, I think that's all I got for game wise. Yeah, I don't have anything else to to talk about for for games either. Uh, doesn't look like we have any feedback. I'll check again real quick. Uh, I don't think people are used to our new recording day yet. Um, so. Or, no, it's okay. Everybody hates us. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> once we switched over to Wednesday, because we used to have a decent amount of people, like, watching live and stuff on Thursday, but, I, I, again, I don't think people are used... I'm still not really used to recording on Wednesdays, either, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I forget, too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we, we recorded on Thursday, for the most part, since we started. I mean, there would be occasionally days where we did it different, but for the most part, it was, it was on Thursdays, but... Um, yeah, for for those that don't remember, uh, yeah, we record live on Wednesday on Twitch TV. Thumbstick athletes, um, so yeah, they just uh, don't want, they don't want to win awesome games. Whatever. Yeah, no, that's okay. I need to get caught up on the game giveaway anyway, and I said it last week. Oh, well, I'll get caught up, and I didn't. So here we are again. Well, we were gonna record a pond hockey after this, but the game's not even close to being done. Yeah. Well, we still can if you want. Doesn't matter to me. Um, it's your call. I'll I'll leave it up to you. I mean, I'll be up, but where'd we leave off? Did we leave off? We covered it. Oh yeah, we did talk about the East, so we'd just be talking about the Blues and Stars, and then yeah, Blues and Stars, and then the winner of this game. If it fin- if there's no overtime, I would be willing to record. But if there's overtime, yeah, that's fine. It'll be a late one. Fine with me. No problem. So. Okay. Um, any other thoughts? Not really that I can think of right now. Yeah, we had a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but uh, yeah. I think our main segment was our longest portion, which doesn't <laughs> probably happen that often. Doesn't happen that often. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm at least glad that I had stuff, new games that I played that I could talk about briefly. Because I hadn't played anything in a couple weeks, really. Uh, and next week, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna have Corey on, and we're gonna do Steamworld Quest. That'll be next Wednesday, which is the fifteenth. Uh, uh, that'll be Steamworld Quest. Um, so, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, Will? No, I got okay. nothing really. Sounds good. Uh, that'll do it for episode four oh seven of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Um, well, thanks for listening and get out of my basement. And welcome everyone to our after the episode, a Game of Thrones recap and of course reaction. So this week the episode was season eight, episode four, uh, last of the Starks. Um, Mm -hmm. so let's get right into it. I mean, the episode kind of picked up shortly after the battle from, from last, last week, uh, starting with the outside of the funeral, outside of Winterfell, the funeral pyre, uh, scene where they, you know, the, the characters say their goodbyes to the, the, the character, the people that they, they, uh, miss the most. Uh, Daenerys Mm -hmm. is some, whispers something in Jorah's ear, uh, and they light, light the funeral pyres and, uh, John sends, John says some, some touching words yes uh fairly simple scene we do see that for sure ghost in fact survived the battle of winterfell 
luckily. Minus uh, one ear. Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted to see him just disappear no. and uh, not come back after that. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, Corey, we'll start. We'll start with you because me and Val talked a lot about all of this. So what, yeah. what, what were your thoughts on the the opening scene? I thought it was really good. Probably my favorite moment of the episode uh-huh. um mm-hmm. seeing all those corpses stacked up on hundreds of funeral pyres yeah. can you call yeah. them that yeah. Yeah. floating yeah. to be a funeral pyre um yeah did, i thought that was a really great moment did Go you ahead. notice the huge trench of bodies like way in the back too like way out oh. in the distance no i didn't, I didn't yeah, notice if you, that if you look in that scene well they, they like zoom out a little bit and in, in the back at least i think that's what it is it's this big it looks like those black things where they keep like hay or manure or whatever, like a trough, like a long, long like black a... trench, and it's just yeah. bodies. Well, it, I mean, you have to figure it should be right because yeah. all those dead that those, yeah, died that, again. Those were probably the corpses when the night king passed on. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. not much to cover there. It was it was fairly straightforward. Um, yeah, yeah, some nice nice moments. Yeah, I liked how each. Uh, each character had a moment with, you know, like a meaningful character, like John with Leanna Mormont and and uh, Sam with Ed and, you know, Sansa with uh, Theon. Like that was that was nicely done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, moving on after the battle feast, uh, they're all sitting around and, and it seems like awkwardly having a feast after the battle. Um, Gendry gets up and starts looking for Arya, and Daenerys calls him over. Um, and John and Davos kind of give each other a look like, oh boy, here we go. It's yeah, already Tyrion, started. Tyrion's like, oh crap. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, uh, she legitimizes him and gives him, him Storm, Storm's End, uh, which is a nice, nice moment. Uh, and she looks over at Tyrion afterwards and says, see, you know, see, you're not the only one that does, does clever things. Cause you know, she essentially just got herself an ally in, in that. Yeah. in that exchange um and and beat down uh put down somebody who might have had a challenge to, for the throne yeah could, yeah. could possibly yeah po- in, in some way pose a challenge for the throne definitely mm-hmm. uh made him happy uh brianne jamie pot and Tyrion play Tyrion's drinking game um i'm just gonna gloss over the the scene and then we'll talk more about details yeah. and stuff if we want afterwards yeah. sure. uh so the celebration focuses around john and aria um, and uh, Daenerys specifically toasts Arya as the hero of Winterfell, um, but she get, kind of gets left out. Uh, you know, the people are there want to celebrate with with John and and Sansa and 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 the the Lannisters, and she's kind of kind of the odd man out. That's uh, what she gets for drinking tea at an ale party. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sorry. yes, this was the infamous uh, coffee cup scene. Yeah, um, <laughs> Starbucks the cup or whatever. The coffee cup heard around, seen around the world, I guess. Not mm-hmm. heard around the world, seen around. Yeah, I don't the world. know how much of this is hyperbole, but uh, people were like actually upset about that, like bothered. Oh yeah, I. People were losing their minds. That's insane. Yeah, like, like I don't, who I'm cares? Sorry. Yeah, Will like, and I were talking about it earlier, and we're like, you know, if that's if if you have time in your day to to worry about that yes. like you must be in pretty good shape in life yeah. but that is the yeah. most upsetting yeah. thing to you in a day first yeah. of all we watched it it was three times before before and i we, think we even knew right and then we watched it no it was twice it was without, twice. without, without knowing yeah. and then we watched it the next time we're like oh there it is yeah there's the and that was the that, end of it yeah like, yeah and and like <laughs> don't really care. it's kind of funny like i i don't know it's yeah 
and we were like Dan was saying and we were saying like in Lord of the Rings like in one of the scenes a car drives away in the background right. like you can't you can't be perfect like mm. there's no such thing like calm down yeah calm uh down. so there was that there was a moment where Sansa goes and talks with the hound they have a nice nice conversation uh you know uh with with uh Sansa you know saying you know i'm not not the same person i was when when you offered to, to rescue me earlier you know i've grown since then um gendry outside pledges his love for Arya and gets gets shot down uh fairly hard but uh no surprises there i would have been more surprised if she had been okay with all that yeah you know? yeah i would have been very surprised um jamie and Brienne. That Jamie follows Brienne into her uh, into her room, and they they awkwardly get it on for some stooping. Stooping, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and then the last scene for the after the battle feast, uh, Daenerys uh, meets John uh, and begs him not to tell his family about his true identity. She's worried that it might uh, tear tear them apart, tear their relationship apart, change things in ways that that he would he wouldn't suspect and she wouldn't expect. So. Um, so that was the last of the, the after battle fees. Corey, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is probably my favorite episode so far this season. Okay. Wow. Uh, I thought a lot of stuff worked for me. It was a lot more game. It was a lot more Game of Thrones, right? It was. Yeah. It was a return it to was. form. Uh, which was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of moments that really changed my opinion of certain characters. Danny being one of them. Yeah. I yeah. think they're that last scene you talked about dan added a layer of complexity to her for absolutely worked for me yeah hadn't prior i I started Um, to pity her like i I yeah starting to feel bad for her right she doesn't have anybody and even fewer people which we'll talk about further down the road like she doesn't have anyone yep she's Mm -hmm. sort of becoming a tragic character which Mm -hmm. is is kind of nice and Early on this season, the first three episodes, I had complained about her on these recaps, thinking, like, she's just got to die. She's got to die. But in that moment with John, I read that as she, like, she loves him. And she she doesn't want to lose him. It has Mm -hmm. much less to do with her claim on the Iron Throne than it does with the dynamic and relationship that she has with John. Mm -hmm. And it, it was in that moment that I, like you said, Dan started started to pity her. And she became this tragic tragic hero Mm -hmm. uh i it seems like she's gonna have a awful death yeah yeah Uh, it does and yeah and i all of a sudden like her all over again uh and and some of it too is we've we've really seen her be uh one certain way and not only in like her character development but also her acting and the the times where it didn't work for me previously was when she was with john like she was never good at being in love, and maybe it's because they have bad chemistry on screen. Yeah. Um. But after seeing her, I thought she acted this that last scene really well, and mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of those kind of awkward lovey moments she had with John, mm-hmm. uh, and it made me believe her in that moment. She's he's the only person, well, not the only person, but one of the very few people she's really opened up to and yeah. been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She was very vulnerable in that scene, and it it really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep, totally agree. Yeah. Any, anything else you want to talk about for that that scene, Corey? No. Okay. Was you? Um, what were your thoughts? Let's see. I 
So a lot of people, or well, maybe not a lot of people, but someone on the internet had a really big problem with Sansa and the Hounds scene um, because that that person felt that she glorified rape and was so thankful that she was raped. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, no one is saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think her point was that she was enough of a a new person that she was able to take these horrible things that happened to her and grow from them and learn from them. And that's, you know, like in life, like you get awful situations, like you try to to learn and grow from them, you know? So, but I also, go ahead. No, that's a really good point. And I hadn't really thought of it like that. Um, And as you so eloquently put, like a lot of people have tragedies that happen to them, but are thankful for them later in life because of the way they grew from them. Right. Yeah, so, and I think, too, I I love the Hound. He He's in, like, my top three characters. I have always loved the Hound. Um, not always. The first not time always. You, the first time well, you watch the, the show, you hate him. Not Right, you hate him. I, I should say, like, what, season two, he, you start, he becomes a more likable character over time. Yeah. When he, like, you know, was like, forget Joffrey and, like, I'm just doing my own thing. Um but I really, I love him as a character now. And I loved that, you know, he had a moment with her that he's like, I would have protected you. Like, I would have kept you safe. And it, because it, it just shows, like, he's not this grumpy, grumpy old crotchety guy. Like, he, you know, he has a heart in there somewhere. And Arya and Sansa bring it out in him. So I just loved that. Um, the drinking game was hilarious, I thought. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tor- Tormund was uh, his Tormund. usual self. I I love Tormund. It's not celebrating if you vomit. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we want to get into Jamie and Brienne? Because yeah. this is where it goes down, right? <clears throat> I honestly, I, I I don't I don't know if this was by accident, but I think the whole thing was awkward on purpose. Yes. Because yeah. I don't feel like it's something non-drunk Jamie. I don't think does this. Yeah. Non drunk drunk Brienne, I don't think does, does this. this. So I yeah. think not only has Brienne never been with anybody, but Jamie's never been with anybody other than, than Cersei. Cersei. Mm-hmm. So I think that plays a role. Like I said, it could be completely by accident, but I think that's what why I thought you know it was awkward, no no question. Yeah. Um, but I think that was by design. Yeah. But so, maybe not. But that's just what I what I gathered from it. Yeah. So I wanted to chat about it really quickly yeah. because. For a long time, I've been saying Jamie and Brienne need to get together. Like, this needs to happen. They love each other, da da da. So, first time I watched it, I was like, you know, I was like, get it, Brienne. Like, let's go. Let's do this, you know? And then, this, then like, the second and third time I watched it, I was like, I can't even watch this. <laughs> I hate it so much. Like, they took what I wanted to happen so badly and ruined it for me. But then, the like, now I'm at a place where I actually like it and I see how it fits because they're proving that, like, this is not a thing that should happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you it know, was, like... It, it was a, after the yeah. after the battle, yeah. drunken mistake. And it, well, <laughs> it didn't look right. Like, it just wasn't right. <laughs> I mean, anybody that's ever had a first time knows how awkward it can be. Right. Uh-huh. So, like, that's true. I mean, That's true. this is just true to life, so... Yep. Right? Yeah. But yeah, so now I, I, I'm at peace with it. Like, that something that I wanted to happen, happened, <laughs> and that I hated it, but now I'm like, okay. But I see that it it has a place here. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, and I agree totally with the John and Danny stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I think, I, 
I haven't felt bad for Danny in a really long time, probably since like season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to see her vulnerable, like like you were saying, that's that's a big deal. And I do think she's headed towards a very disastrous end, which is sad because we're going to all fall in love with her again and then they're going to rip her from us. Yep. <laughs> that's what they do yep yep uh so next scene is at the war table uh where the north northern remaining northern forces and Daenerys forces they make a plan there's a lot more of the army left over than i had initially thought and i don't know i don't know if they never explained it but i don't know if they kept reserve somewhere else but it seems like most everybody got wiped out but that turns out not that's not the case they apparently only lost about 50 percent of their forces yeah. Uh, yeah. That. I mean, that's. I don't. Did, uh, did they keep people at White Harbor? Like that was never explained. No. But uh, it, yeah. well, yeah, and and that's. I mean, that's you, Dan, doing your. I was confused. You <laughs> and your doing your filling in the blanks, which you're good at. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that totally didn't work for most people. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there was that. Uh, Sansa and I think smartly suggest that they wait. They had just yes fought an awful battle. Uh, a lot of the forces were wounded. One of the dragons was wounded. She says, you know, let's wait a little bit. Uh, she's quickly rebuffed by, by Daenerys. And, uh, you know, John reinforces her. They say, you know, we're, we're allies with her. We're going we're gonna to do what she says. Um, so after that, Arya tells John they need to speak with him. Um, so mm-hmm. short scene. What would you think, Corey? I don't really have any specific thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really don't. Okay. Yeah. I uh, should admit, uh, I was falling asleep during this episode. Were you? Mm-hmm. So I might have missed some nuance mm-hmm. here and there. Okay. Uh, sure. Sophie does a good job of making sure I'm awake, but she can't watch me and watch the screen at the same time. Right. So, sure. You know, if she looks over and sees I'm sleeping, she'll wake me up. Yeah, but... smack you around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just with mowing season, I'm just shot by the end of the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, yep. Uh, so in the Godswood, um, John, yeah, Ari, and Sansa are you know they're they don't we don't trust your queen yada yada. Um, we're a family. Yep, we're a family. John tells Ari and Sansa that he is not in fact a Stark. Um, he swears them to secrecy. <laughs> um, Arya, you know, really quickly swears. Sansa delays for a second and then swears. Kind of. Uh, and then, jo- yeah, John yeah. has, <laughs> John has. Uh, brand tell them and then they they cut away yeah uh, which is frustrating for me this yes. is this is this was yeah. very frustrating for me i wanted to see their reaction um i can almost guarantee they filmed it but maybe it didn't come out good and that's why they didn't use it but i don't know i don't know how you yeah. felt about it Corey. uh i felt the same thing i i really wanted to see it but part of me and i i'm kicking myself for saying this but part of me wonders if something else was said that will yeah. be revealed later on could that oh, could very well be maybe. but that could be more like game of thrones fan wishful thinking like maybe there's more complexity to this than there really is and yeah. 95% of the time there isn't right so right. i don't want to disappoint myself um, that's part of that's what i hope but i mean it it's such a powerful yeah. moment to to have the the stark sisters hear that and to not yeah. put it on screen like what are you what are you for more you're saving screen time for more torment jokes kind of thing like yeah right i don't know yeah no i yeah. agree and, and i uh, i'll say i i liked this episode i largely liked most of it but it it is starting to feel a little too rushed and compressed mm-hmm. i really think yeah. they should have just done a whole season um 
because because then we could have gotten that we could have gotten more more fleshed out scenes because one of my favorite things about the scenes is is they they gave scenes time to marinate you know in right. the past mm-hmm. where you could see character reactions and, and emotions and all that stuff and see things play out behind the scenes so. that's been speaking of yeah. that my favorite mar- i have to call this out every time it comes up but my favorite let it marinate scene is the one where uh, Tyrion arrives at the small council and he has to yeah. pull a chair around. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's the it's best scene ever. Nobody says a word, but there's so much that you can pick up <laughs> yep. in that scene. It's like one minute of them moving around chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Exactly. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's so Tyrion. Yep. And that's yep. why like you you have to love Tyrion because of those exactly. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so do you have any, any thoughts about that? Um, I mean you probably feel yeah, the same way. I felt I felt the same way. Like when they cut away, I was like, What? This is the like I want to see what Sansa and Arya say or think of this like you know because there's so many things to that like Ned wasn't telling the truth the whole time like you know like Aunt Lyanna is Jon's mom he's a freaking Targaryen like there <laughs> he's got the best claim to the throne like there is so much to that and to just not show it that was that was yep. frustrating so much yep. Uh, so the next scene, a tavern in the north, and Tyrion is pressing Jamie about sleeping with Bran. They they joke around about it, and Bronn pops yeah. in into the tavern in the north, uh, all angry and carrying a crossbow. Joffrey's uh, crossbow. He, yeah, uh, he cracks Tyrion in the face, gives him a bloody nose, uh, threatens to kill both of them, and in the exchange, Tyrion promises him Highgarden because Cersei had promised him River Run, so he wants double River Run. So, of course he does. What were your thoughts on this scene, Corey? Uh, I was glad that I was somewhat vindicated in my belief that Braun is motivated solely by yeah. material yeah. rewards. Uh, because I do think if if he didn't believe that um, Tyrion and Jamie would their side would win, I think he would have killed them. Uh, but I think he, he it. yeah, <laughs> uh, I think he's a pretty smart guy too, and he's waiting to see who wins. Yeah. In yeah. order to uh, figure out who's going to give him his reward. I thought he came across a lot more aggressive than I would have thought. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, whoa, is this Bronn? Like, he was such an ass. Like, he's an ass anyway, but he was like a mean, yeah. aggressive ass. And I was like, what? Yeah. But that was it. That I mean, that was that was just my thought. Do we know where he went after that? Like, is he kind of traveling with them? Yeah. Because if he's... it's me, I'm throwing him in the brig and... I we'll think he's right. Over. I think he's right. laying low. I know he doesn't want to be in King's Landing for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, See, so. if I was after that encounter, though, if I were Jamie and T- Jamie and Tyrion, I would be terrified. I'd be like looking over my shoulder. Well, I th- all the time. I would want to have him and, killed. Probably that. That's yeah, that. And they just if he had, to brush if, he had him off. if he had come in and been like, "Look, you know, this is what your sister offered me, giving you guys a chance to give me right. more," and had a conversation and. Right. wasn't all angry and threatening you know yeah. lannister always pays his debts well the debt might be a, a crossbow to the yeah head for for Bronn, you know yeah like i would not have brushed it off as easily as they did yeah like it makes me nervous that he's just gonna show up and pop him one and but yep. i feel like if they did that to us that would be terrible because Tyrion, if Tyrion and, and or jamie pass on it needs to be more than like a crossbow to the face and that's yeah. it you know like or the it's back. gotta be more right or the back <laughs> even worse right although t- that's you how Tyrion killed Tywin. Tywin 
shot so to death on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was perfect. It was, it was a great scene. Yeah, that, that was, was perfect. It, it was, was poetic. Yeah. Um, so know. there's that. So the hound is headed south. Um, yes. And Arya joins him on his on his journey. It's uh, my favorite part. Have another <laughs> another nice moment. Uh, so yeah, they're both headed south to finish some unfinished, to do some unfinished, take care of unfinished business. Yes. Um, neither planning on returning mm-hmm. or coming out of this thing alive. So. Yep. Yeah, I again the hound. You know, is one of my favorites. Arya is one of my favorites as well. So. Um, I love that they're going to be together again. I love how he was like, you know, if I get hurt, will you leave me to die again? And she's like, probably. And he laughs, you know, like that. I don't know. I just, I like seeing that he's a more than just, again, a grumpy old guy that Mm -hmm. has seen too much war, you know, like I just, I love their interaction. So I know it won't be as much as in the past but i'm Mm -hmm. glad to see them back together again and i love how she's like you know he's like you're a hero and she's like i don't like heroes like she just like defeated the night king and all the army of the dead and she's like meh i've got unfinished business i'm not done yet and it's like do you know what you just did like and she just doesn't doesn't care Uh, so the next scene shows Rhaegal kind of recovering, flying around a little bit. Uh, and then it cuts to Tyrion coming up to Sansa on the battlements of Winterfell. Uh, he pleads with Sansa not to antagonize her, uh, cause Sansa's... Not to antagonize Danny. Yeah, Daenerys. Yeah. Um, and Sansa's also upset about John heading south. Uh, so... At that point, she presumably spills the beans to to John about or to Tyrion about John's birth, uh, because she says, uh, "What if there's a what if there's a better option, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to to Daenerys?" So, thoughts, Corey? Um, no thoughts other than again, we didn't see their conversation. What exactly right? was said, right? Yeah, and I, it makes me wonder why. Uh, yeah. Like, may, are they maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe, was there anything to indicate that they had said it was John? Had that, yeah, because that... yeah, Tyrion uh, talks to Varys later about right. John being okay. uh, Stark Targaryen. Yeah. yeah, this is another one I'll have to watch again to really pick up on the nuance. But yeah, I was, I was just annoyed again by why didn't they show it? Uh, makes you wonder. Sansa is becoming a little bit of a mini Cersei, in my opinion, which oh, yeah. I also worked for me. It kind of made sense oh, yeah. in the greater context of the show. That's another reason why I think this episode really worked for me, is we saw like character growth and some changes and character arcs kind of reaching their peak and changing mm-hmm. over and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I like that. She's playing the game now. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, I, um, I, like, I was like, when she, you know, when Tyrion... When Tyrion was like, "Are you all right?" and I was like, "Oh my god, she's gonna she's gonna say something." And there was part yeah. of me that was like, "Shut up!" And there was part of me that was like, "Do it," you know, because yeah. it's good for the story. And right, I, and I'm glad she did it, and I'm glad it was Tyrion because, like, obviously Sansa and Tyrion had a moment together. Yeah, in there's the there's trust there. There's trust, and I don't know. I I like to see that. You know, it's a callback to like way back. You know, when they were married and. Like, it's just nice to see that she's, like, come around. Like, she's grown and, you know, she's like, I can trust him because I know he's a good person. And yep. I just like to see all of that coming together. 
she's a major player now rather than oh, just yeah. a pawn. Oh yeah. I mean, even like her dress, like her dress was very Cersei. Her hair has been very Cersei for, for a while now. Like she's got a lot of Cersei-ish things going on. So it's pretty yeah. cool to see. Next mm-hmm. up on the list, John's goodbye. So he says goodbye to Tormund, <sighs> Sam, and a pregnant Gilly. Um, one thing of note is that he wants Ghost to return north of the Wall to Tormund. Tormund is going to take the Wildlings back north of the Wall after the winter storms are done. Uh, and doesn't say goodbye to Ghost. They'll, they'll be back. They'll both be back. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hope so. I mean, I so. really, uh, and Val said this, and I thought it was brilliant, is that we just... We just assume John said goodbye to Ghost like off off screen, off yeah. camera again. Yeah, sure, but like that doesn't make for good TV. No. Yeah, the only reason that I would say maybe he did is because when John's getting ready to leave, Ghost looks at him and like whines and whimpers. So I almost feel like he knew that like mm-hmm. he was him and like he would be separated from John ahead of time. But like if he didn't say goodbye to him, that really is crap. <laughs> Like this is my least favorite part because like now everyone it's wants an him animal. To die. Like it's, I don't know, watching the animals they, die is way worse. Did they also indicated that Ghost had a pretty substantial role in this season, and we haven't seen that yet, right? He hasn't done anything. Yeah, I mean, he was so, in the I mean, battle, but we didn't see him fight. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, all the all the people you've forgotten about are going to show up. Yeah, that I, battle at King's Landing. Yeah. That totally makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. and they gave themselves an out with Tormund because he said after yeah. the winter storms, which could be who knows a while. How, yeah. You know? Yeah. And and he was like, you know, what does he say? Like, you never know or something he's, when he's like, you know, we won't. This is goodbye. And he's like, you never know. Yeah. Tormund. And I was like, OK, <laughs> yep. we're probably going to see Tormund again. Like they're yeah. they're BFFs. Like, I can't imagine he's just going to let John just John, let John go and go live. Cause I mean, the other thing I was thinking is if Cersei does win, like she's going to come and get the wildlings. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. everything's going to be hers in her mind. So she's going to take care of them eventually. Yeah. So, uh, next on the list, uh, is Tyrion and Varys on the, on the ship on the way back to Dragonstone. Uh, Tyrion tells Varys about John and his, his Stark Targaryen, uh, birth and, uh, Varys confirms Daenerys' fears about the information spiraling out of control and and kind of uh, kind of taking things out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says uh, specifically since eight people, because Tyrion confirms that eight people know, mm-hmm. and uh, Varys says, "Well, that's information now. It's no longer a secret. Pretty soon, hundreds of people will know, and it's just going to snowball." So. Well, Varys knows. Everyone's going to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was my thought. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah what'd you think Corey? Mm-hmm. uh yeah it's uh it's gonna be information that's weaponized mm-hmm. um i thought is this when they talk about what to do with danny as well no, that's okay. their next yeah, that's like later yeah. yeah you could you can bring that up they're kind of the same same yeah, thing same so um scene. yeah yeah it's uh Tyrion and Varys in 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 dragonstone talk about the problem of john uh with with Daenerys becoming increasingly unhinged with with the loss of of some of her allies and stuff. Um, Varys seems to be leaning towards Jon for the Iron Throne. He thinks he's the only one that's going to bring the North back into the fold of the Seven Kingdoms uh, because yeah. he's 
part Stark, and and then Targaryen has the the birthright to to be on the Iron Throne, and the Stark part of him can bring the North in. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't seem like Sansa is going to want to rejoin the Seven Kingdoms at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so one another part that really worked for me, and again, I don't remember if it's this scene or somewhere else, but when Tyrion basically pleads with Danny and says, "Like I'm begging you, do not do this." Yeah. Uh, for me, that was like too layered because it's him saying, "Like don't kill all these innocent people," and then yeah. it's also him saying, "If you do this, we have to betray you." Yeah. Yeah. That's- that's how I took that. Yeah, yeah because he knows mm-hmm. he knows Varys, and and that that's that part's brought up in this thing. Like Varys is is for the realm. Like he's right. trying oh, yeah. to protect and help the the little people. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, with Daenerys becoming increasingly angry with Cersei and and her actions, and and really like not being able to win the war. Um, yeah, both both the the war on the field and the war of. Uh, uh, Informa- information, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kyburn kind of has control of information. Yeah. Uh, how it's viewed in the hearts and minds of Westeros, the Westerosi too. Like she's kind of losing that battle too, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I, at the, at the end, yeah. Tyrion pleads with Varys, like, please yeah. don't. So you wonder what Varys has in mind for for Daenerys if he plans oh. on trying to kill her or oh, what? Like, what's, I... what's happening here? <laughs> I think that that was the message I got loud and clear. Yeah. Like, because Tyrion was, like, looking at him in, like, slow motion, like, don't do what I know you're probably thinking about. And Varys is like, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if he's done with her, he's done with her. Like, we know Varys, you know, like you said, is true to the realm, and he doesn't think Danny's the right person. That's it for him. You know, his mind's made up. Yeah. So that's going to get real ugly. Yeah, so we jumped ahead a little bit, but uh, in the return to Dragonstone, um, Daenerys and her fleet are ambushed by Euron, and Rhaegal is killed in the process yeah. uh, with some scorpion bolts, and Masande is captured also in this in this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people didn't didn't like this with Daenerys mm-hmm. getting ambushed. Yeah, uh, I'm one of those people. I, that was that was an egregious plot hole to me. Do you think? I yeah, I really do like. And it, it's just the the biggest issue I have with it is it's something that could have been easily explained with one quick little scene that wouldn't have been very expensive, that wouldn't right. have had to take up a ton of time. Uh, just them hiding a little bit better and Danny flying over in the dragon and not seeing them. Yeah. And that yeah. would have been enough. I would have been like, okay, they were just picked a really good hiding spot. She tried, but she didn't see him. What was the first thing you would do if you had a dragon? Like, do some scouting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this scene did not make sense to me at all. Well, here's the thing. I think I think there's a little bit of hubris at work here. Let's be honest, da- Daenerys and, and hubris. Uh, but I also think part of it too is naval threats or ships and stuff aren't weren't ever a threat to the dragons, right? Um, ships burn up yeah. when when they're that's, with dragons. I, I don't true. think she she had no idea that they had equipped the ships with with the the dragon killing weapons. So. Yeah. Maybe she just Again? didn't care. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if it's hubris, yeah. all you got to do, have a little scene where Danny's angry and jumping on the dragon. And somebody says, no, don't. Like, we're not ready or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah you explain to hubris Fair right? yeah. very easily. Uh, I can't. Your second point is, is probably a much better one and makes more sense. But it's still like, yeah, OK, it still doesn't work. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion, even if that is the reason. Oh, I didn't it like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like this part at all. I just, um, I don't know. 
I, I can't put my finger on all of it, like, right at the second, but I, um, I don't know. It was just like, I wish that she had listened to Sansa and taken like a little bit of time. Cause if they yeah. had maybe even had one more day, they might've been like, should we think about threats where we're going? Like what mm-hmm. could be, what traps could they have set for because us? Because Dragonstone is not far from King's Landing. Yeah. And we've been yeah. fighting this huge war and not even thinking about Cersei and Euron. So like, could we take some time to just digest maybe what could be out there? So I think maybe it was showing that she was just rushing into it too much and that's the start of her mad queendom or whatever. Like that she's just rushing because she wants to to win it all and Mm -hmm. it's not. I almost after you said that, Val, I almost wish that Sansa had said as much. Like let's let's slow down and think about this. Because I mean the reason she gave was that the soldiers need to rest. Right. But if it was if it was like let's slow down, take our time, and think about this, then that would play into Dan's mm-hmm. point about hubris, and that other scene might have worked. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The dragons get shot down, but anyway. Uh, yeah. So a couple things from there. Um, let's see. Uh, King's Landing. It cuts to King's Landing. It shows Cersei bringing the civilians into the Red Keep for mm-hmm. uh, meat shield defense, essentially. Uh, she lies meat to Euron about the pregnancy. Uh, if she is indeed still pregnant it would be jamie's baby and not euron's because we know she was pregnant beforehand uh, and then it shows Missandei and chains uh this is a great scene and we talked about this it's very clear that cersei does not like euron uh, oh yeah to us the acting. how could you <laughs> well right? that's just it but yeah. she's repulsed by him like literally yeah. repulsed someone posted on <laughs> facebook yeah but like someone posted on facebook like the last 10 minutes of this episode alone cersei deserves all the awards for best actress anywhere and mm-hmm. like I totally agree because yeah. hater as much as you will you hate her for a reason because the acting is out of this world like it's so good because yeah. you can tell she's like I'm pretending to like you but I really can't stand you don't touch me like mm-hmm. and it was I really so liked good. um jumping ahead a little bit though but it's to to your point about her acting I really liked the moment where she touched Miss Andy and said if you have yeah. any yeah. last words now would be the time to say them because there was still like it wasn't necessarily regret, but compassion. Yeah, there was. Of. There was compassion in her terribleness. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, where were we? Uh, yeah, just a couple quick things. The, the Dragonstone War Council, Varys levels with Danny. He says, look, yeah. if, you, if you ever want it, or here's where uh, they talk you're about previous. You're making a mistake. Before. Yeah, you're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, please don't. Please don't do what, what you talked about, Corey. Please don't do what I think you're going to do. Burn King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daenerys agrees to give Cersei one last chance with a parlay to surrender the throne uh, and, and surrender with her life and save the people of King's Landing. Uh, we already kind of covered that. Uh, back at Winterfell, Jamie finds out about Euron's ambush with of uh, da- Daenerys and the death of the dragon. He decides to head head back to King's Landing, uh, much to Brienne's chagrin. Um, she pleads with him to stay and not not go back to King's Landing. Uh, how'd you feel, Corey? I didn't like that. That was another part that didn't really work for me. I okay. mean, it, I like the idea of it. Uh-huh. I just think the execution was off. Okay, it just didn't make sense to me that like one little hiccup was enough for Jamie to get on his horse and ride south. Like yeah. he didn't get a ton of information yeah. about what went on. It just well, I, think, I, I feel like he needed a little bit more motivation. I think what what's happening here is he. I, I think maybe he realizes or is thinking that he's the only one that can stop Cersei. Yeah, you know when you hear that the 
Daenerys' fleet was ambushed and one of the dragons was killed, like, he just saw them, <clears throat> excuse me, tear up a an army of dead. 100,000 yeah. 100, dead. Uh, but, you know, it was at least seem, seemingly easily killed by Euron. He's like, oh, this has got to stop. went down pretty easily. So I really think terrifying. he left to, to go take care of Cersei himself. Yeah. Because yeah, he never... Sad. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, sadly, uh, I did get the impression that that was Jamie and Brienne's last interaction i could be wrong yeah. yeah yeah oh i think it will be yeah yeah i um i don't know because jamie never makes it clear like he's like oh i just i did this for cersei i did this for cersei but he never makes it clear why he's going back because he loves her or because he knows he has to destroy her like you know it's it's nuanced there yeah yeah and then the last scene. So it's outside of King's Landing. Uh, Tyrion and Kyburn parlay with Tyrion. Uh, it's what, the little bit of, of Daenerys' army that's that's left. Yeah, uh, and like then the entire defense force of King's Landing. Uh, so Tyrion and Kyburn, Kyburn parlay. T- Tyrion pleads with Kyburn uh, for help in ending the bloodshed. And uh, when they get nowhere, he walks right up to the walls uh, to his own, you know, detriment of his own personal safety you know potentially oh yeah i thought he was um, done <laughs> pleads directly done. to cersei you know he's like you're not a monster uh don't do this if not for yourself but for your your child um doesn't work like you said cory miss uh cersei says missande if you have any last words you know now's the time so missande yells dracaris very uh, very well yeah <laughs> very well and uh, oh, the mountain mountain executes moment. her and she tumbles off the off the the ledge there and Daenerys face after that she's just quivering with rage well yeah another of her yeah. close that, that was her last like yeah. friend it was yeah. the last one really so I know Grey Worm's kind of a confidant but I wouldn't consider Grey Worm to be a friend you know yeah right. like no. like Masande, like Jorah yeah um, so hey yeah whatever happened to the handsome dude Dario did he Dario. die no, no, she left him in Marine. In Marine, yeah. To to run Marine. Yeah. Could remember. So he's gonna show up along with I maybe. think I think Yara he is. and Yara Ormond and Holland Reed. I, think, uh, I really don't think we're gonna see Holland Reed yeah. at this Probably point. Probably too late. What I wish we Nymeria? had. Is is Ghost gonna go get Nymeria and all of them? Well, Nymeria would be in the Riverlands, so yeah, going through there. And she had a whole pack with her, right? When oh yeah. Arisar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice they're yeah. all gonna show up wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> yeah and i have guests like i think i think a lot of things and are going to show up i think it's going to be huge i hope it's going to be huge <laughs> so what did you think about the last scene Corey? i loved it yep i mm-hmm. uh, really loved it i thought the choreography was great i thought everybody's dialogue was great uh Tyrion was great val like you mm-hmm. i thought he was gonna die uh yep. i'm glad he didn't but Me it too. really the tension was there Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just desperation, I feel like, on Tyrion's mm-hmm. part. He's like, if I don't do this and get a result, then things are going to be real bad. Yeah. And I think he yeah. really wanted Cersei to back down because he doesn't... I still think that he's going to have to end up betraying Danny. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and because Cersei didn't, he knows, like, oh, my God, like, we're going to try to kill my sister and I have to betray Danny. Yep. I don't know. There's He's a lot. A there's mess. a lot of layers there, which is nice because I feel like there haven't been any layers in the last three episodes. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. I also really like the scene. A lot of people hated it. They're like, "Why didn't Why didn't Cersei just kill everyone there?" Um, yeah, 
but yeah, no, it, and it's like it, a thing. people tried to explain what a parlay was, and Reddit wasn't having any of it. Yeah, <laughs> they um, can't. They're like Cersei blew up the Sept of Baelor, but she's afraid to, you know, kill her most hated enemies, uh, you know, outside of the gates of King's Landing. But it's not the same situation at all. You know, it is. It was a parlay. Um, she. Uh, you know, despite having some unhinged moments, uh, you know, the Sept of Baylor could be blamed on just the cash of wildfire. No one probably knows that Cersei is the one responsible for it, other than maybe some of the higher-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's also, you know, mm-hmm. she has to rule a kingdom afterwards. And if if uh, the lords of Westeros know that she murdered, uh, you know, some enemies Everyone. who were trying to trying to make peace outside the walls, you know, that's not going to sit well with the lords of Westeros. Yeah. Uh, or the people if they find out so um that would have yeah. just been ridiculously stupid in my opinion i think you know she's she's trying to go Daenerys into into doing something stupid and mm-hmm. i think she played that perfectly so yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah that that was almost universal that people were like why didn't cersei just kill or yeah cersei just kill everybody but i thought it was yeah. fairly obvious yeah. that she couldn't right yeah because yeah. she want yeah she wants danny to to kill the innocents right I mean, yeah she's got to make and Danny be the bad guy and protect yeah. westeros yeah. from the monster right right exactly yep she's got it cersei's got to be the hero so yeah ultimate thoughts yeah. real quick i'm happy yeah i'm happy with this episode mm-hmm. i was happy with it too um yeah. like i said a few minor minor problems but most yeah. of it boils down to i just I think they should have filmed 10 episodes. It's yeah. they're trying to cram a little yeah. too much into too little time. I'm still like, like, how are they going to wrap everything up? It, yeah, it's two it's... more episodes at this point. Like there's so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just hope yeah. it all, it all, it all at least kind of works. Yeah. I, uh, so I actually, I don't think I told you this. I hated this episode the first time we watched it. Oh, did you? I did. And I think there were a couple of reasons. I think the ghost thing really bothered me. I think Rhaegal bothered me. Um, and I think, like, so for me personally, like, the whole Night King, the whole Battle of Winterfell was such a powerful episode for me personally. Um, because the last song, like, the the music and the the whole how Arya came in and killed the Night King, it, it was, like, so powerful to me for some reason mm-hmm. that... This episode, um, I knew it was going to be like this, like it was going to be the aftermath of that, but it took me watching it a second time to be like, oh, this was fantastic. I was still just on a, like, Night King, Arya's awesome high. Like, I almost needed a little more time to get away from that high of the Night Mm -hmm. King's gone, just for me, because I know a lot of people didn't like the Battle of Winterfell, but I, you know, I really did. So I think it was just timing for me, because now I'm like, this episode is so good. Yeah. Just because of the characters and everything. So, it's fantastic. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I dug it. It felt like a return to, to Game of Thrones for me. The yeah. the political intrigue stuff is is why I like the episode the, the show in the first place. So, mm-hmm. Kind of makes you wonder what it would have been like if all along there was no Night King, no threat of the dead. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have been that, that different. Yeah, I've I've read that. I've read, like, did that even need to a thing yeah i mean really all all that was essentially was getting getting daenerys to have some westerosi allies yeah right? mm-hmm. at least ones that that survived um you know the initial war between daenerys and cersei because obviously dorn 
Although apparently Dorne pledged support yeah. to to Daenerys, um, but you know the the Reach was was quickly wiped out by the Lannister forces. So, um, when you were talking, Dan, it made me think of one other thing, one other thought I had while watching this episode, and uh-huh. that's like, John is just one really lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you think about it. I mean, Stannis saved saved his life, saved yeah. all of that, like mm-hmm. randomly, you know. Danny did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa with the, the with right the, al- like the right allies in the right moment. Yeah, yeah. Sansa with Sansa with, with uh, bringing the Knights of the Vale into the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, I still think die. I still think Shireen's death is what brought Jon Snow back to life. Oh yeah, and Melisandre. You know, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I just yeah, and it kind of makes me wonder like what that means for him as the king. I don't yeah. know. Rather be lucky than good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, and. <laughs> And two, I wonder uh, what role Bran still has to play in everything. Right. Because, like, he's still around. Staring, and staring, staring off into the yeah. around. Yeah, like, and, and his interaction with Tyrion, actually. Tyrion's like, oh, you're Lord of Winterfell now. And he's, and then he's like, oh, you don't want it. And then, like, Bran's like, yeah, like, you know, don't envy me. I just live in the, mainly live in the past. And I don't know. Like, I, I wonder if anything is going to come of Bran and... God, that would be so what? disappointing if it didn't, though, wouldn't it? Right. Like, like we have to get something more from Bran, but, like, what yeah. is that going to be, you know? Yeah. Because now he's not, like, he's in Winterfell, so what, you know, right. and they're obviously going to be in King's Landing for this next episode, so I don't know. But, I mean, I guess he could, you know, he can do whatever because <laughs> he's the he's gonna, Raven, so. He's going to warg into Nymeria yeah. and bring warg- Yeah, right? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I still thought he was going to warg into the dragons at some point. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. But Who knows? Because okay. we still don't know where he went. So. Yeah. So we got two more episodes. One yeah. out, uh, Mother's Day this, this Sunday. Day. And then, <laughs> and then the, the series finale. So. I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, I can't, like, I can't wait. I'm so excited, but I can't wait. Because I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be over. Like, what do we do? It's been I've a- already, I've decided what I'm going to do, and it's because yeah. so far this season isn't working for me, is I'm going to read the books. Oh, I've thought about that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I would recommend it. I'm almost done with the last book. I Well, maybe... you're listening to it. It doesn't matter. Listening, same. reading. Same, it's the same. Same difference. The idea of a book is to <laughs> absorb the text. Whether you read yes. it or listen to it, you absorb yeah. the text. So Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, I mean, I've tra- I think I've trained my brain this way, but I absorb it better if I'm listening to it than if I'm mm-hmm. reading. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there, we have too many distractions in our household now to read, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and not enough energy to read. Yeah. <laughs> We're better <laughs> off listening than reading. You just, have to, you just have to turn the book on louder than the kids, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Makes for a really fun time. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for joining us everyone. We will see you for next week's after the episode Game of Thrones recap.